welcome to episode 2 of the Masters of Nonsense Presents Surviving the Horror. In this mini-series, we challenge ourselves to watch all five Resident Evil movies before the release of Resident Evil The Final Chapter. We continue our descent into madness with the next two films in the series, Resident Evil Apocalypse and Extinction. Two years after the original movie, Resident Evil Apocalypse hit theaters. Even with the box office success of the first film, the subpar critical reception left fans skeptical of the sequel. However, news of franchise favorite characters making their first appearance into the films piqued their interest. Welcome to Raccoon City. You just found yourself knee-deep in some nonsense. I'm Rob. Rob owns Resident Evil 4 on four consoles and has completed the game over 10 times. I'm Mike. Mike owns 10 Resident Evil games over four consoles and has not beat a single one. And I'm Matt. Matt thought the second Resident Evil game was great, but didn't like the third. And now we're talking about Resident Evil Apocalypse, the second movie in the Resident Evil movie series. Um, just to do a very, very brief overview of what happened in this movie, it followed through from where Resident Evil 1 uh, the first movie ended, and Alice is now out in the town in Raccoon City after the zombie outbreak has hit the, the city, and now there's zombies everywhere, and she's trying to get out because Umbrella is now quarantined this area so that they can basically just blow it off the face of the earth and pretend like nothing ever happened. Um, she ends up encountering some scientist dude that's got a little girl that was the girl from the hive that has the zombie virus and she's got the antivirus and he, she's trying to save him, get him to her father. And then Nemesis pops up and that was the hippie dude, Matt from the first movie, uh, now all dressed up in leather and he's gigantic and he's got a Gatling gun and he's chasing them and they're going to fight. And then the movie ends with um, Alice and the rest of her team escaping the hive. I guess they were in the hive. Um, and it was, a, it was a form of a hive. It was, it was like a, a form of the hive. And now they're going out and getting away from Umbrella's grasp. But it looks like now Alice is being controlled in some way by Umbrella. So that so, is the. How you explain the movie, if it lasted about that long, it would be interesting. Right. So that was to make it seem like the coolest movie that ever was made. So on that note, I thought, because I already know where I stand on this movie, and I'm pretty sure I know where you guys stand on this movie. To make things a little bit more interesting, I thought we would start with what was good from this movie. And I'll throw it to you guys to see... What what really stood out to you that you enjoyed from this film? Well, can I just say one thing before we start with any of this? No. Why does this series make no fucking sense at all? Let's start that's with actually, the good. Let's start no, with the good. Actually, I'll say that's one of the, my favorite parts of it. Because when I don't understand what's going on, and it's just out of its fucking mind, that's yeah. when I like it the best. When it's actually boring, what's it called, zombie stuff, that's when I don't like it. I love the nonsensical bullshit of this series. This is what I'll tell you guys, okay? These are my notes for the first movie, right? You see, it's four bullets, and because I thought it was mostly good. 
these are my notes for this movie. As you see, there's actual scrolling here, okay? So for me, I found it hard to find anything positive other than the fact that it was at least 90 minutes. Yeah, so that was my number one, was that the runtime for this movie was one hour and 33 minutes, including credits. So that puts it at under 90 minutes of pure content time for me. Um, that was a big one. Uh, I like the end credits song that they use, which was Slipknot, which is cool. Um, let's see. I have, yeah, that's, that's it. Now it's just complaints. Okay. Well, so I have we, a couple of, oh, you like, have good stuff. Yeah. Oh, so okay. for me, I liked OD Ferrer plays Carlos Oliveira, who's a character from the third game, which it's funny because OD Ferrer is, is Israeli and they're making him play a Spanish guy, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Next thing is that he jumps out of the fucking helicopter, and you could tell he's just standing, and they're filming him sideways shooting. Yeah, so that was actually my first note, is why did Alice fall so much quicker than Carlos? Because <laughs> she's got the T-virus in her. Okay. Um, another thing I kind of liked, oh, my favorite line of, it's actually in the trailer. So Odie Ferrer, like, throws a knife and hits a guard next to Alice. Yeah. And in the trailer, he's like, you, uh, you missed one. Like, it was like some Antonio Banderas shit. When the movie cut, though, they just have him go, you missed one. And it sucks because it's like that was my favorite part of the trailer. That's funny. I forgot that we used to joke. We used to joke about that all the time. And that was like the second movie where the trailer lied to us. The first being the transporter deflecting the uh, nuke with the snack tray, which never actually occurred in the movie. And then now this with that line that we never heard. And it was dubbed over by like somebody else, it seemed like. Now two maybe minor things I kind of liked that they did stars, even though they get wiped out, like nobody's business. Did you notice the cowboy guy on top of the roof? Yeah. Okay. yeah he got, he got dunzoed with a rocket launcher, but you yeah, know that's Capcom's bullshit way of pleasing Capcom fans because that character is actually in Dino crisis, a fucking nerd for knowing that. But, and then on top of it, him saying stars, which me and Rob definitely, Probably had a little bit of a smirk when he said that. A little bit. So. Is that I, it? <laughs> I, I, I think that that was, that seems like the highlights of this film. So I'm going to go through and stop me. I'm, I have all my notes in order and there is a ton. I have about 25 bullets here. I'm not going to read all of them, but um, oh, I'm just going to go right from the start. One thing that really, really bothered me, and it's something that we talked about in the first episode, is the score for this was terrible because it yeah. sounded like a very, very generic, mm -hmm. you know, action movie compared to what they had already established in the first one, which I thought was a really good set, uh, tone for the entire series when you hear that. Like, I felt like that was something that would immediately click with any other fan as they're watching this film these movies i'd feel like this is the type of thing that i want to hear when i'm seeing these movies i think they couldn't afford someone like marilyn manson again because this one looks it, it looks low budget it's like the first one it has a low budget feel i think because they went bigger with the zombies and the nemesis yeah. outfit they probably couldn't afford a good score well that's actually funny as the movies progress the zombies actually get better looking <laughs> yeah um then I'll go into the fact that the the liquors now went from being the big boss from the last movie to now being the you know grunts in the beginning, 
And for whatever In reason, the most they... hilarious church scene I've ever seen. Okay, wait. So you guys mentioned the church. I have this as a note. How big is this fucking church? <laughs> How long are they in the church? They're in the church for a half hour, and then, walking not around. Only, not only when that, are they it, getting out of the fucking church? That's what I mean. How big is it? It's not a fucking stadium. It's a church, right? There's like levels to this shit. And then on top of it, why is this a breeding ground for these zombies? There's like the priest, like sister or mother or whoever the fuck it is on the top who's a zombie. You got the liquors. You got all these things happening. It's like, what the fuck happened that everything showed up at the church? Here's my other question about it? my other question about the church is how many churches did Alice ride a fucking motorcycle through before finding <laughs> all of them? She saw they were empty, so she was like, "Oh fuck, there's nobody here." I figured right. someone would go. Through. Right? Could she just Why? blast through and then just wipes out everything? But like, with no thinking at all, just I'll just drive this through there, and now I'll kill everything in sight. It's like in order to make it so cool, they defied physics, like everything. Right. The other thing is, why were zombies coming out of the cemetery? They didn't get bit. Was it airborne, like the walking oh, dead? Oh, well, yeah. This is the thing. This is the thing. The virus started in the hive, right? And it was, you know, it went but through it's not, the vents. Not viral after. No, no, but the thing, it seeped through. It's like airborne. So that if you think you're completely underground and it's rising up through the city. Oh, come on. Right. Then everybody would have gotten infected. Well, I think overall, I feel like this is like the Walking you're Dead thing. Where with every... this fucking, with this well, movie. Kind of, well, what's, it, that's the only thing that made sense. How could they rise up? This movie doesn't make fucking sense at all. That's the but thing. But the thing is, they're all infected. They don't know it yet, though. That's the Walking I think Dead. They, I, think I know that, but apparently it's fucking Resident Evil too. Because if the now here's the question. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna. This is more a technical question for Rob because he's the OG of zombies. But Matt, I'd appreciate your viewpoint on this. Hypothetically, you you died of a severed neck, right? You broke your neck, right? In this universe, they say it's neck trauma, like cranial trauma, or like brain trauma, right? Right. Yeah. To stop the zombies, so you're dead, buried, and your neck is broken. Yeah. Would you reanimate? No, no, you wouldn't. Okay. The damage, right? The damage is done. Yeah. Why you saw a zombie that had his head caved in? <laughs> no, no. I'm just wondering, like, what if, like, you, you, your neck was broken, or like, you got, you took a bullet to the head, and then actually, got the I got a really good explanation for it. It's that the screenwriters didn't give a fuck, and they did some <laughs> blow, and then wrote this, and didn't realize that they didn't put why the zombies reanimated. Yeah, the, it was never mentioned at all. Yeah. Wait until um, we get to the third one. Just uh, wait. Well, yeah, well, that, that's a different discussion. So um, another note I had when we're going right into the – right after we finished the church and we're going into the cemetery, Allison's a meeting Jill Valentine at the church. Now, Oh, God. Wait. Go ahead. What about – when you meet her in the fucking police station, oh yeah, she yeah, starts shooting everything. So this right. is the thing. Me being semi-familiar with it, I kind of knew it was Jill, but at first I'm like, wait, is she police or is she a hooker? <laughs> well, this is this is my question when it comes to Jill, is that this is the first time that they're introducing a character from the video game series into the the films, which mm -hmm. is fine. You know, it's going to happen. They already have the title of the, the movie is based off the game. So now they're introducing one of the characters. For the people that have not played this game, are they supposed to know who the fuck she is? No. 
and the worst part is she's in the fucking Resident Evil 3 outfit instead right. of her stars outfit. So you don't even know she's just some random person. Then it's like she's so cool. She like lights a smoke and it's like, oh, this is fucking bad, man. Does it make you embarrassed too, like, you know, as a video game fan when you see like they make it into real life and this is how they represent her? Well, yeah, because it just basically makes us look like little fucking perverts that play these games. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm saying we're not. We're not. <laughs> oh, we're not. No, I don't. I don't know about you, but uh, I, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, another gripe I had was that everyone looks a lot less dirty and hungry than they should be because this is already after the apocalypse and they haven't showered in a long time, but they well, look pretty clean. Yeah, they look clean, and on top of it, why is Umbrella the most evil fucks in the planet? Well, like, they're also like, oh, shoot the crowd. Right. They're also really stupid because Umbrella has their own security force that's supposed to be this, like, policing the town. And if they're, like, this super evil company, wouldn't they at least give it a different name? Like, they wouldn't have any sort of association with Umbrella at all, but they would, you know, obviously be on the payroll. But they have have the logos everywhere. Exactly. Like, it's just – so now they have it on, like, the bread box, they have it on the shower, and then they have it on the fucking decked-out security guards. So, like, that's that's just stupid. What I don't like, too – and this happened with the first one. It continues, but this one especially – the movie feels like it's just scenes. So it's – like, Alice disappears for the first 20 minutes. Then there's – the whole thing with uh, Carlos. Then there's the whole church scene, but they don't connect. Like nothing feels organic, right? You know. Um, Rob, I have um, for both of you guys. I made a note, and I don't know if this bothered you as much as it bothered me. The doctor Ashford was that was his name? Yep. Okay. Yeah. His glasses. <laughs> fucking tiny. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my god! I hated those things. And now that's another thing too. I, I have glasses that are a little bit smaller than I'm used to, and I could see a little bit over and a little bit under them, and it drives me insane. Could you imagine having glasses about the size of your fucking me pupil? Too. <laughs> well, he probably had his, like, bifocals. They're just for the computer or something. Well, actually, he wore them the whole time, so that doesn't make sense. They were yeah. tiny fucking glasses. Yeah, that, it bothered me. I Actually, when I was watching it, I'm like, why, why, why? Why would you do that? Like, who, who purchases that? It's it seems ineffective. Like, and yeah. then how do you even wipe them? <laughs> well, it's easy. Just like that, I guess. But imagine you get one scratch on that that ruins the whole fucking pair of glasses. Yeah. So that, I, that's, that was I, I have I have three major problems. That's my first one. So continue. Okay. So now I wanted to go into Nemesis. So. Oh God. The, oh Jesus Christ! So Nemesis is, you know, pretty well well renowned character within the Resident Evil video game franchise, and you know was basically the star uh, of the stars. the third game uh, as he was chasing down the stars, stars. team, uh, with Jill being his main target in the games. What I want to know is that you have this guy that's clearly eight foot thirteen, and he's got he weighs he weighs at least like six hundred pounds, and uh, he's decked out in leather and these giant boots, and he's got a rocket launcher and a Gatling gun. First of all, he doesn't need either one of them because he's gigantic, but he goes and he he finds like the one like hold that all of the stars remaining stars are. 
and he wipes them out completely, leaving. Um, I always forget his name. My I think gaps. it's. Yeah, but I is guess. it like LJ or something like oh, that? Or, yeah. yeah, LJ. Leaving him by himself because he was considered a non-threat. And Nemesis was programmed to take out only the STARS members. So there was 12 of them there. but There was 12 STARS members, 13 people. He takes out all 12 of them. He leaves LJ by himself. Now, what ends up happening is shortly after that, he ends up encountering Alice and Jill and the rest of that crew. And he's taking shots at them with his Gatling gun, which he had impeccable aim to wipe out all of stars before. And he can't get one shot. He cannot even hit them, like graze them. (laughs) Well, remember what she says, she's good, but she's not that good. So that's why, you know, she's like, I guess the best of stars. And then Alice is even better. Right. But like yeah, but he just gave like up. Saying, it's like piss poor aim all of a sudden. Yeah, ducks in a barrel. They're like maybe right. what, 12, 15 feet away? Right. Right. I like how they got their outfits from Party City also, stars. <laughs> 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 they just got the patch from uh, stars thing on their uh, shirt. So before you continue on Nemesis, this is point number two that bothered me considerably okay now this is now thinking video game style all right yeah Mm -hmm. now if you think of an action video game you get your you know your handguns your automatic rifles right and then you get your big explodey things right you get Mm -hmm. your rocket launchers and you get your grenades right yeah Mm -hmm. you two as lifelong gamers when do you use your grenades when there's a a, shit ton of people around right okay right right so it's like you need to like really use your grenades wisely, right? This movie has the poorest sense of judgment when it comes to grenades. And it's all in the same scene. It's Carlos chucks a grenade at, like, two zombies. (laughs) And then his other buddy chucks one down the the alleyway, and there's, like, maybe four or five zombies. This is poor grenade judgment. Right. Who, the the Russian guy, the I've got this bitch guy, and then he dies. Yeah, Mikhail. Oh, that made me. You see, this is the thing that made me laugh because he was fighting the dog, and yeah. I found him to be better comic relief than LJ, who just drove me oh, insane. That was awful. And on top of it, I mean, the part when he's looking at the zombie hookers, I'm like, really, dude? You yeah. really like? What are you gonna do? You really gonna have sex with the zombie hookers? <laughs> Use protection. Listen, bear, if a, if a bear is hungry. <laughs> oh God, that's a scene we don't need. Right. So, any other random rants you want to go through? Because I have a couple notes, but I'm going to breeze through them. I just want to know what was your guys' take as the estimated population of Raccoon City? Because I thought of this as a small city. This seems to be millions of fucking people here. I thought it was like the size I... of Cleveland or White Plains or something. White Plains? <laughs> White Plains. Actually, no, no, no. You know what's funny? I always thought Raccoon City was like New Rochelle, where I. Yeah, I thought like, it was where you used to live, yeah. Because, <laughs> the, because the police department in New Rochelle looks like the police department in Resident Evil 2, which is in yeah, Raccoon even, City. Even the bank in your old neighborhood looks weird. So. I always thought that, man, fucking zombies, man. So the, the skunks used to chase you. The estimated population in Raccoon City is actually 100,000 people, just so you know. Wait, you, you fucking looked that up? I just looked it up, yeah. No, that's because he shot that many people in Resident Evil 2. That's why. Yeah, is that your yeah. body count? Oh, Resident Evil 5. That's a different story. Um, oh, don't forget 4. <laughs> a 4, I have 4. I took out all of Spain, but... Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this, 
Did you get Carlos, or is it, was he in his, Israel at the time? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you missed one. You uh, missed one. So uh, other things that happened, I had a note of why the fuck is everyone smoking in this, and I actually have a theory on that, but I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> um, Wait a minute, just quick one sentence. What is it? It's a complete nerd thing because this is the type of work I do. I honestly honestly believe it's product placement and they wanted to make smoking seem cool in this movie, which is really, really bizarre. Um, and that happens in future movies as well. <laughs> but they didn't show a, a brand. No, I think that it's just all tobacco. I swear to God, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure this is where this goes. It has so. an umbrella thing on the, on the smoke. My <laughs> <laughs> umbrella. Um... Alice and Nemesis get into a fist fight because why wouldn't an eight foot thirteen guy fight yeah. a five foot three okay. woman? You know, I am going this to. Is this one. is the point. This is the point I've been trying to make. Okay, I'm going to read you verbatim the note I took on the train on the five train when I saw this fight. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, okay. <clears throat> the Nemesis versus Alice fight was the biggest waste of company resources ever. <laughs> Let's funnel $30 million worth of research, technology, and staff hours to have them fight to the death on a roof. Let's also make sure we, we buy floodlights to showcase the fight. <laughs> it's like it was the end of the fiscal year, and Umbrella had to blow their research and development budget before January 1st. <laughs> it elicited such a... I was so angry watching them fight. Why would they fight? Well, the thing is, what I don't understand is that they did some bullshit like in, you know, Godzilla, where it's like, let them fight. And his arm is the size of her body. So right. if he punches her once, I don't care what fucking T-virus she has, her head's going to get caved in. Right. The other thing yeah, is that, like, her kung fu was good. Yeah, her, her aim I, was I, true, too. But, like, the other thing <laughs> is that... Um, for something like that, it really shows how poor their judgment was altogether as far as Umbrella goes, because they were able to make this gigantic monster and it couldn't handle beating this, you know, small woman who, you know, yeah. is supposed to be really tough and, you know, not seeing anything really bad about that. But at the same time, like, just look at the stats. I mean, come on. But think, Anybody of, the, but think of the man him. hours they put into Nemesis. Like, they, right, like, that was a lot of time. They did fuck all with Alice. Like, they just, you know, well, they gave her the T-virus, technically. Yeah, I know, but and they had to monitor her. But think of what they had to do to fucking Matt. They had to saw half his head off. Right. Well, and I'm then, surprised she did, they didn't do that to her, though. Right. Like, why not make her just a disgusting mess of a monster? Well, that's. I feel like they thought she was she was the next in line or something. I don't know. Like, Wasn't it's, it something it's, that she's the next in evolution or some bullshit? Like, some throwaway line? So is she like the next Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because isn't like Arnold supposed to be the perfectly built human being? He pretty much. So like it, if you think about it, like Skynet yeah. chose. They could have chosen any form to build their prototype, and they chose Arnie. So right. So anyway, would, would you have believed anybody else? You know, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, but no. My point was that you wouldn't <laughs> believe that. Forget it. I, I, I'm not even touching that. I, I no, it's because he was supposed to be in Terminator. That's why I said that. I yeah. know. I know. Say that for our Terminator <laughs> podcast. So, um, <laughs> uh, one other note I did have about that scene. I don't remember if it happened before or after, but there was a Code Veronica esque chase scene that happened where yes. um, 
where was it the helicopter was shooting at um, Alice as she was running down the yeah. uh, the hallway and then ends up going through the uh, the glass walls and flies down the uh, the wall because that's what you know people can do. No, but what she does remember what happens also in Code Veronica? She drops the gun and then shoots them. She right. does. Alice does that too. So they do weird things like that to give you the the games, yeah. but I don't like that. Like but I don't. Veronica was that uh, Jill who does that? That's Claire. No, it's Claire. Oh, Claire. Okay. Yep. Who's not in this film, but will be in the next one. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have that. You know, that hipster Matt ends up finally dying by getting squished by a helicopter. Um, That's right. Yeah, Alice is... The douchebag gets his up comments. Right. Alice is just so fucking clingy, and I know that we hit on this before, but, like, she's, like, best friends with this guy, even though she didn't remember him when they were staring at each other in the first movie, and, like, she felt bad as she was gonna kill him, pretty much, when they were doing their fight. Actually, I have a, I have a you know, a thing about that, right? So, okay. when she's talking to Jill, right, <clears throat> and... Uh, we're Jill's now best friends, friend, by the way. Yeah, when they when they first meet, and that I forgot the guy's name. It gets bit on the leg or something like that. Uh, her fr- uh, Jill's friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So <clears throat> what happens is she's like, "You should kill yourself now." I'm like, "Oh, look, this went from you know the last you know movie where it's like you know don't die on me, bitch, to now it's like oh go kill yourself." But then fucking Carlos gets bit, and it's like, "No, no, no we need to save you." And then yeah. she goes, she flips back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think she's got a soft spot for a lot of people, and it's just really off-putting because, like, again, she's supposed to be this killing machine that that Umbrella's, you know, now controlling or whatever, but she cares about everyone. But before, and I think that this was established in the first movie, that, like, she was actually pretty evil before. Wasn't she, yeah, like, in she some way? To, like, she was she connected with them. She, yeah. yeah, but she did try to go to legit, though. I mean, so we'll give her that credit. But I yeah. don't fucking know how she was a superhuman in the first one, too. And now she's even more of that she's fucking, you know, doing the Matrix guns all the time. Yeah. Well, they pumped her full of shit that, you know, apparently fucking Matt's sloppy seconds, so. <laughs> oh not this God. Matt. Not this Matt. No, no, not, not Master yeah. Matt. No, I know. I think, I think everybody gets that it's not this Matt. <laughs> Nemesis Matt. The other funny thing is that I don't think that he was referred to as Matt at all in that movie. I think he was just Nemesis or, you know, like they just flashed a picture of him from the first movie. So. Yeah, um, and then she's like, Matt, Matt, Matt. And I'm like, okay, yeah. what? Uh, then Raccoon City. <laughs> Raccoon City gets Dunzoed with a bomb, then Umbrella sets off. Um, and. This seemed like the whole team ended up dying, like the whole team meaning like yeah. the entire cast that this happened. Then like it kind of cuts to Alice being tested on again and now she's gaining like telekinetic powers, which again, I guess if Umbrella identified her as being the superior being, sort of makes sense. But then I don't understand what happened here because then they end up escaping, as I mentioned earlier, from this lab. But it was like, Carlos and LJ and the rest of that crew took her away, but they they died. What I didn't understand is that they're on the news. It says that, oh, well, we're looking for these two people that, you know, said that it wasn't a bomb, it was Umbrella. And then they're working in Umbrella. Wouldn't every Umbrella employee know that these two are the most wanted? Right. 
So really, really confusing. But well, the scientist guy at the end, who's in Game of Thrones, I forget his character's name. <laughs> yeah, his name is England, the actor, but he's uh, right, yeah. more. Yeah, show. he seemed to know something was up. I mean, my question is how they get the fitted uniforms. That I mean, is that's a good question. Although it works in Hitman, though. They, they went to uh, you know Party City and got fucking <laughs> off the rack. <laughs> and like I said, when they went to Hot Top and got the umbrella patch, <laughs> and, and Joe was sewing the or no, here it should not be sexist. Carlos was sewing the night before to save Alice. So okay, very quick observation: I'm not one to body shame or judge or anything, right? But any of these guys in the movie are they picking up any dumbbells? Like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it is called Apocalypse, so they might not have enough time to go ahead and work out. I think it was one of those things where they didn't have enough budget to get them in the gym, and they were just like, look, guys, this is your off-season. We can't give you as much money as the big-budget movies, but you want to just throw on some pair of slacks and just be act like you're in the apocalypse? Yeah. So, anyway, overall thoughts. Very, very quick review uh, of Resident Evil Apocalypse. The, Go first, ahead. the first movie I thought was good. In yep. a sense, you know, for what it's worth. It was like good horror zombie movie. Yep. This movie, it wasn't as, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was when it started because it started off horribly. Um, I think it just was confused because it had too much, had a lot of action and comedy for a zombie movie, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, it kept things moving, but, you know, it, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it definitely, like, I was looking at my watch, and then, like I said, I had a near meltdown on the train with that fight scene just being a waste of resources, so. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? Um, you know, first one I thought was okay. This one, I actually didn't mind because it was so cheesy. I was laughing, like, a lot of times. So, I mean, it's not a movie I'm going to throw in every week, but it wasn't bad. It was, like, just fun to make fun of. Like, that's so bad, it's good. Yeah. And and I would sort of agree, but I feel like this movie was terrible. I oh, I absolutely I I would have said that this was the my least favorite in the series, but that's only after watching one and two. So there's still more to come when it comes to this series, and uh, you know we'll we'll hit on the rest. But uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, not my favorite. I think a pretty big miss compared to where they could have gone with this series, especially if they could have brought in other characters. You know, I'm glad to see that they started bringing in video game characters like Jill Valentine, but she was really, she didn't belong where she was as like a secondary character, especially for this type of series. Um, and then any other characters that they could have brought in, I'm kind of glad they didn't um, because it would not have fit. So, all in all, I, I still think Resident Evil, the original movie, was decent. This one was a major, major miss. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll continue talking about this series in, uh, in a few. Much to the disappointment of Resident Evil video game fans, the film franchise still proved to be a major draw to theaters. In September 2007, the third film in the series, Resident Evil Extinction made its way to the big screen. Even with promises of more video game favorites joining the cast, fans began to expect the worst. But did this movie right the wrongs of the previous films? All bets are off. Resident Evil Extinction. Oh god. Uh, I, this movie right. could have gone the way of the dinosaurs. So. <laughs> Alright, oh, so... God. 
So to give the brief synopsis of what happened this in this movie, you would have to give a shit about what happened in this movie because I have no idea. I have the perfect I have the perfect formula for you how to explain this movie. Okay, okay. it's the Prestige meets Texas Chainsaw meets Mad Max, but with none of the good parts. And I would even put the stand in for the shitty crows and the weird. And the telekinetic bullshit, I would guess, would be a little bit of Akira. You know, I don't know what they were going for with that. <laughs> all, all good movies. Right. Nothing to do all with right. <laughs> And the worst part about it, too, is that it's just, again, it's the same thing as the last one. It's just scenes. It's just her in the desert. Then they're on. I mean, that is the truck from, like, Mad Max, the Road Warrior. I'm sorry. Like, they fucking probably took it off the lot, you know. <laughs> then... It goes into this weird fucking thing with uh, Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. There, the the scientist Isaac's when he's trying to teach. Yeah, when he's trying to teach the zombie how to learn, and that's a scene from Day of the Dead, which I'm surprised George Romero didn't sue his ass. Yeah, we'll 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 get to it. So like, like we did last time. Can you extract any positives out of this? One thing. Okay. And it was actually something I said when I was watching the movie. So, you know the guy with the cowboy hat? Yep. Okay. That was Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. The movie? The movie. Yeah. That was directed by uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, by the way. So, returning guy. You know when he's on the Eiffel Tower... Yeah. And he's shooting, and then he falls. I just yeah, turned to in Las Vegas, right? In Las Vegas, yeah, yeah in yeah. Las Vegas. And he falls to his death. Yeah. I turned to the camera and I said, "And this is where you fall down," which is what Johnny Cage says to Goro when he knocks him off the cliff. <laughs> okay. That's the time I was doing origami. <laughs> so, and then my positive takeaway is this. Okay, so as a new dad. A lot of this is having patience, right? Yeah. So there's the scene, and I, we're cutting ahead a little bit, um, but the scene where they're basically trying to demonstrate that the zombies are like, you know, learning and they can be de- domesticated. And uh, they give the zombie like a phone and he knows how to flip it open and use it. Then they give him a camera and he takes a picture. Then it gives him the little fucking block gimmick where he's supposed to put in the different shapes. Yep. So I'm watching all this and I'm not impressed because my one-year-old son does all this shit, right? Yep. Then I see what happens when he can't get the little square block into the square hole and he flips out and starts killing everyone. And I realize this is what my son does too. And <laughs> he kills everyone? He attacks. So, now knowing I, this, that I try to protect my throat. And... Can, can I ask you something? Why did this... Okay, there's not that many people in the world at this point, right? Living people. Let's just, you know. Yeah, okay. Why would he lock the two scientists and they didn't get bit? Like, you need more people. Right. They have fucking technology that's better. The technology in this movie made no sense. Where are they getting the electricity from? How did they create shit that's beyond fucking anything in the 21st century? Like, with the fucking water orbs? (laughs) You know, in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and that's another thing, too, is that they did another scene from a movie in the beginning. You know, the beginning, I fast forward through it because it looked like the same thing from the first movie. It's Alice waking up and, yeah. oh, you know, okay. That's when you know it's a bad movie when it starts off with three full minutes of a scene from the first movie. Oh, right. my God, it was horrible. I was so, fast forwarding it. Yeah, so here, here's where my, my good parts of the movie were because it plays into what you're just talking about. 
the music in the beginning brought back the stuff from the original movie. So I'm like, oh, okay, now they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to get that score back in there. They, they got the feel back or whatever. Then the movie starts off, and I noted this as being decent because it used the same exact open from the very first movie, and that was the only good scene in this movie because it was the scene from the decent movie in the series. Everything else is just complete garbage. Okay, I disagree. There is one other thing I I loved in a bad way, but we'll get to it because it's at the end. So continue. Okay, and uh, actually, I did have one other thing that I liked was um, there were a couple scenes that I thought were kind of cool. Like there was one part where uh, LJ was getting, and in all my notes, he's JT for some reason. He's getting. Um, <laughs> he's like in a room, and he's uh, and there's a couple zombies there, and then like he freaks out, and he sees a zombie coming at him, but it was actually he was looking at a mirror, and he had no idea, and the zombie was behind them. So I thought that was kind of cool, the way that they shot that visually looked kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's that all my good stuff. One thing, can I ask you why, again, and this has been a trend in these movies so far, every time they introduce a bunch of characters, they kill them off within a half hour. So Ashanti is like, uh, what's his name, LJ's lover in the movie? That's Ashanti, the singer, you know? She dies, like nothing, you know? All these people die before the hour mark. Like, why do you introduce them then? Because they don't mean anything. Well... I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse, and people are gonna die. They're gonna die. Okay. You know, but movies do better. I mean, even bad movies do a little better of just giving some character. Like, there's no characters at all. Well, they only They're just fucking. They only wanted to pay him for a couple days. I guess so, man. I mean, I mean, if they blew their budget on the zombie effects or the great CG that was in this movie, right? Well, the zombies were better. Right. The one thing to note. <laughs> The one thing to note is that these movies are actually grossing higher and higher each time they're being released. So oh, to even God. joke about the fact that they're low on budget is completely asinine because they actually get more and more money for this shit. Yeah. This is sad because this is like the Transformers movies. They just keep making more and more money. Yeah, and I have something that I'm going to say at the very end of this that is the biggest shock to me. And it sort of has to do with the movie, but it's something more on the, the personal side of the movie. So that's a little teaser for the end. but Okay. Um, so, um, in turn, you said good stuff. Yeah. Fucking Isaacs, that's the name of the doctor, you know, yeah. Jorah, he puts in the fucking acting performance of a lifetime, man. He took yeah, this he shit really seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I got goosebumps when he's like, you know, they yearn for flesh. But then like, he why is he? They can't eat them. It's like, wait, they yearn for the flesh, but they can't eat it? Yeah, I, or they don't need it. They just like they yearn for it, but they don't need it. What does that even fucking mean? But he took this shit seriously, and I feel like he was the struggling artist who needed a a paycheck. So, now, do you think that he went? They... Do you think he went to you know uh, whoever the production company is for Game of Thrones and basically said, "Here's my best work." Yeah, I think he, he gave showed them his scenes. Yeah, he gave him a highlight reel. And you can yeah. see that he didn't have, you know, he wasn't losing his hairline like he is in fucking Game of Thrones. So <laughs> the worst thing is that they get de- good like actors. Like they got him. They got in the movie before, you know, the guy with the little tiny glasses we were talking about. He's a really good actor too, Jared Harris. Yeah. They get these great actors and then they shit all them. The first movie had um the guy from uh, Rome that we like. Oh, um, James Perfor. This is three movies in a row. We're getting good British actors, 
and putting them in the shittiest movie possible. Yeah, I, I will say, <laughs> while while the cast, it seems like they are pretty decent. They have like a pretty good, um, you know, resume. I guess you can say they don't like. It feels like it's Mila Jovovich by herself with a bunch of like C level actors. Yeah across the board that's how i feel about it because i still think that she puts in a good amount of work and she she does pretty good for what she's got but everyone else around there and like isaac's puts on the performance of his life but after that it's like what the hell is going on okay well, look i think uh, just very quickly the best part of this movie is that lj dies so. oh yeah that, that was a big highlight for me yeah, but he took out fucking, you know, Carlos, and that pissed me off. And it was like, what a dick. He didn't say anything. Right. Another thing about Carlos, what the hell happened to him? Because I understand that this was a zombie apocalypse, and now we're very deep into this, and they don't have that much food around there. But he literally lost about 50 pounds of muscle between the two movies. He did the Ric Flair thing. So Ric Flair, pro wrestler, wears knee pads, but he puts them under his knees because his calves are so small. Yeah. Carlos had the fucking elbow pads on that, like, covered his, like, his whole arm. Right. Well, he probably went to, you know, just, like, the fucking local Little League place and just bought them. Right. <laughs> or Party City. <laughs> Party City. <laughs> no, I will disagree with the two actors I really liked in this movie. So I did like O.D. Ferrer, even though he didn't really do that good of an acting job. But... Again, Lyndon Ashby was Johnny Cage. And the guy, you know the tech guy in that minivan? Yep. So that guy played in two shows I love, Dominion and uh, Kings. And he's the main character in both. And even though it's he's in a shit part, I was like, oh, that's cool. He's in this. Maybe this is what he sent in to get into those two shows. <laughs> well, shows which are canceled, by the way. So. Yeah. So this one actually was probably after more successful. Season. <laughs> one after one season, one after two seasons. Um, I will bring up that there were some references to the games, which I thought was kind of cool that they tried. Um, but again, they tried, and not necessarily means that they succeeded. Um, like the fact that Alice was finding like the journals, which is very similar to the way that Resident Evil games play out, and that you find. Oh, I didn't even get that. You, you find, you know, like books and journals and letters and things like that just to give you a little bit more context to the story. But unfortunately, when she was finding these journals, they actually seemed like they were actually Nathan Drake's stuff instead of a Resident Evil one. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't get the whole thing with the, oh, let's go to Alaska because there's the last civilization. We, okay. It's not like, fuck, I thought everything melted. And everything right. dried up. So where well, the not, fuck are they going? Not only that, but they're going from Vegas to Alaska. And they yeah, said that... They got a long way to go. They started off the whole thing is that we're low on resources. Let's go to Alaska. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they didn't have any they get a helicopter in Vegas to go to Alaska. Right. Right. And Claire Redfield... Right, Claire Redfield, now another character from the Resident Evil video game series gets introduced here. Another situation here where I don't know where the fuck she was supposed to be coming from because is the game canon for the movie and are we supposed to know what what her backstory was? But in no part in her backstory in the video game series was she able to fly a helicopter, but she did that in this movie. Um, 
there were other characters from the games, including Albert Wesker, which was fucking yes. terrible. Like Albert yes, Wesker is supposed to, <laughs> he's supposed to be like this stone faced robotic evil person. And as oh, soon as they was. Sh- it was just the act. <laughs> his acting, like I saw expression on this guy's face. It happened once, but that pissed me off. No, you know what he should me have off? no expressions. No, what pissed me off is that he had short hair and he should have the slick yes. hair. That's what pissed me yeah. off. Yeah. And he looked a little chunky compared to what a Wesker looks like. He had so, the shades. He did have yeah. shades. Yeah, he did have the shades. Um so now Go ahead. So we got, you know, we get through this a lot of boring bullshit to get to the Las Vegas scene where they think they're going to get gas and resources. There's this huge fight, and it sucked. (laughs) Well, here's what ends up happening, too, because basically part of the story was that Umbrella was tracking her, and they ended up finding out that where they were going to go in Vegas, they dumped like a... uh, shipping crate of um, zombies there so then they can battle it out with the zombies and then basically shut down Alice in this moment so then they can wipe out the rest of the team. But Alice is there with these like two blades and she's slicing all their throats. That's not how zombies work. Oh, I know. This goes back to what Mike said about how do you kill them and she's just slitting throat. Right. Um, the cowboy dude that you were mentioning before, he's dumb as fuck because the world has been infested with zombies for five years. That's one of the big plot points here that it's been five years going and there's zombies everywhere. And he had no idea that LJ was bit and he was sitting in the car with him. No one knew. No, no, no. Don't give bullshit to him. No one did. They were riding together to go to Vegas. And OD Ferrer also didn't know when he gets bit too, so... Yeah, well, he's. Look, dumb. you're trying to defend Johnny Cage, all right? Yeah, yeah, get over it. He's dumb Don't as fuck. Don't you make fun of Johnny Cage? <laughs> um, he did a split it. on the Eiffel Tower when he fucking fell. That would have been awesome. He kicks the zombie. He punches the zombies <laughs> in the nuts. Uh, another thing that did happen were it took three movies for this to happen, but there were crows in this, which is a pretty big staple oh, in the Resident God. Evil series games. Yeah. Um. So the crows end up attacking, and there was like thousands and thousands of crows now going after their base or whatever, and killed a couple people on their and their team. But they wasted so many fucking bullets. Like they're all concerned about conserving ammo and food and all this other stuff, but they're trying to shoot fucking birds. Just run away. That part of the movie was the part when I started checking out when fucking Alice comes out of nowhere and telekinetically shoots a fireball that swarms all the crows. And I was like, all right, I can't fucking do this. Like, I had to walk away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I have other stuff here, but one story <laughs> I did want to share is that... I didn't mention this before. Um, I did mention in the first one that Resident Evil 1, we saw that in the the theaters together. Um, Well, me and Mike did. Um, Resident Evil 2, I saw that in theaters. Resident Evil Apocalypse, I saw that with my now wife. Um, Resident Evil 3, I did not see in the movie theaters. And I remembered when I saw this for the first time was 
this was back when we had a Netflix subscription when they would send you to DVDs. And I had just signed up for a free trial. And this DVD came in. I had just started a new job. I was exhausted. I was probably about two days into the job. I get home. I see, oh, here's a new Resident Evil movie. I should check this out. So I put the DVD in the player. I get through about 15 minutes of the movie. And I'm staring at the TV. And I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? I hit the eject button, put that thing back in the sleeve, walked to the mailbox, and sent that shit back. Then I went to watch it when it was on cable a couple months later. I made it to maybe five minutes further into the film. Now, still could not get through it. When we're doing this project, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to sit and watch it. So I watched the movie, realizing that I had no idea what happened, nor did I give a shit as to what happened. And then I had watched this a couple months ago when we were starting this project. Here we are today. I had the movie on before we're having this conversation. I still can't tell you half the shit that happened in this movie. And I was still angry the entire time I was watching it because it's so fucking bad. You know, this is the first time I watched it. Well, I'll just say this is the first time I watched it and this is the last time I watched it. Yeah. It's, it's, so can I get, go ahead. So can I just get to my favorite part of the movie? Uh, did it have any favorite part of the movie? Did it have anything to do with Isaac's losing his shirt, but he keeps his pants on after mutating? <laughs> it's like the Hulk, right? No one wants to see any tyrant dong. I mean, come on. <laughs> or do you, do you think his dick had tentacles too? Oh god, probably has like throngs, like a cat's dick. You know, like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just kidding. No. So my favorite part is when. Um, he's you know he's bitten everything and he's like no you must go and they weirdly him and Alice kiss like all of a sudden they have a relationship he gets in the car he flips the car over into the mass of zombies he's got a bunch of dynamite and he's like oh man I could really use a smoke and he looks over and there's a fucking doobie right there and he fucking lights that shit up he's like oh man and there's all this cool camera work of the as he's smoking it and then this fucking this eruption comes out of nowhere and I'm like and then they just immediately after the bomb goes off they go right fucking through it like they don't even let him to fucking cook a little bit to fucking make sure he's dead <laughs> they probably ran him down too. he probably had a he chance he was probably alive like oh shit I, I, I burned off the, the fucking dis- I'm cured as they run him over <laughs> he just explodes <laughs> But that's that's the other funny thing. Isaac puts in the performance of a lifetime, right? And then you know Carlos there, <laughs> he, he's actually smiling as he tells Alice. Th- this is how I'm gonna reenact him saying this. So we uh, lost half our people over the past few months, <laughs> and smiling. <laughs> it's like there's no thumbs up to the camera and winks. Yeah. Like oh shit happens. <laughs> So all of our people walked into a bar and never came out, huh? Isn't that so- fucking sucks? <laughs> oh, God. So, now, go ahead. The other thing I kind of liked was that this movie got so fucking bad, and I was so checked out, that by the time the end came, when fucking 
Wesker is in Japan yeah. and Alice comes on and all the clone Alice's came, I'm like, I am actually looking forward to that because it is now it is like, it's almost like if it's underneath the, it's so bad. Now it's like negative levels. Right. So now it's just, I'm just going to enjoy the road to hell with the next one. <laughs> it's so funny because that scene the only thing I have written down here, and I cannot even picture it, is that Alice brings her Alice eggs to Japan to get Wesker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. And then they're in those weird Matrix bubbles that, for some reason, again, like, I don't know what fucking source. I guess that one satellite Umbrella has is, like, oh, man, we're losing you. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> the technology hasn't met the standards of uh, Umbrella yet. Here, yeah, Matt, we gotta let you out of your little pod now. <laughs> Wait, um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, I had two pressing questions that I'm hoping maybe you guys could answer or say there is no answer. Um, so after in the beginning they show the three minutes of the good movie, right? Yeah. Then this is really long extended scene with her like hog tying the dogs. So does the T virus make her a master Girl Scout? I think she just hates dogs. And then (laughs) the scene when they end up getting attacked by the crows, how the fuck did that guy crash into the only pole in the desert? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are the odds? (laughs) What the fuck was that? Wasn't that Johnny Cage, too? No, it was that other idiot in the the school bus. Yeah. This movie, honestly, not only ripped off all the movies we said, it also ripped off, you know, it ripped off the stand. But there was another scene, too, that it rips off. I forgot. And now I just, like, lost it. But this movie just ripped off, like, 20 movies and made shit. Yeah. This was... I can't. This, this was. It ripped off its own movie. Yeah. It ripped off its own movie. <laughs> it still did it poorly. In the beginning with the Alice clones, that scene would kind of remind me of one of the original James Bond films where they have someone dressed as James Bond and he gets killed and it's supposed to, like, you know, make them, like, stronger or faster. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, we're bit, biting off 60s movies now? The, this, this was. This project was my idea. This is when I questioned my idea when I sat and watched yeah, it. Yeah, I hate you for this. Oh, no, I've questioned this idea since Jump Street, but this is the part where I'm now actually really angry with you. Yeah, I feel like it's gotten so low that I can only love the next two movies. It, it really, the bar is set incredibly low for the rest of the series. And it's just, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. And the thing that makes me even sadder about this is that people paid to see this in theaters and i feel for all those people that spent the money on it okay this is now my this is the big point i wanted to make okay so we're saying this is the low of the series i mean i haven't watched the fourth or the fifth movies i don't know what to expect all right i i have no i'm i'm concerned okay i'm concerned but this is the point i wanted to make to you guys this is what i don't understand the movies are grossing more and more money right yep okay not only that but I questioned my life after seeing this movie, and I started doing research, right? Yeah. And I found out that Mila Jojovich married Paul yeah. W.S. Anderson after this movie. <laughs> yeah, because she knew she was going to get a fucking paycheck every three years. Or like a year after this movie. How? How could you look at a man 
and see this as a prime example of his work, and this is like bare bones effort, and you're like, I want to spend the rest of my life with him. Right. I mean, I guess that this is true love because that shows through thick and and thin that you'll stick with somebody because if you okay. see somebody at their lowest point, because this is honestly one of the lowest point in film history right here. And to still love that person, it's gotta be unconditional. But what's, what's the proposal? It's like, listen, I made a piece of shit movie, but like, I love you. Well, she yeah. also starred in his movie, ultraviolet. Yeah. Here's $50 million. So yeah, did, was was the proposal like, oh, like marry me and you get another three movies? Like what? Like, I, it's just in my heart of hearts. I don't understand how this worked. She's gonna... Maybe it had nothing to do with the movie, and they just loved each other. Yeah, I mean, it, totally fine if that's what Sorry, happened. Mike, but I, what, Mike's no, looking no, at no, me like I'm, he wants to no, murder no, no. me right now. No, no, I'm all for true love and all that shit, right? All that horse shit. But what I'm saying is, they're oh, at the really? dinner table. They're at the dinner table, and they're talking about this. Like, yeah, you know, that third movie, huh? <laughs> that was a fun, that was a that was a sweating uh, that was a trip. Um, I don't know. I, I bring, I bring if... home the wrong ice cream from time to time, and this is like World War Three. I don't understand about... how this wasn't a deal breaker. But what about if this was a meta, like this was a meta film, and what he was doing is he's making them shittier and shittier, and he knows more and more people will go because they just says zombies. So he's basically saying that we're all zombies. So now. <laughs> we're going to continue our series, um, and we're going to tackle <laughs> the rest of the Resident Evil movie series in our next episode as we look at Resident Evil Afterlife and Resident Evil Retribution. Thanks for putting up with this. This has been really, really difficult for us, but we're we're trying to get through it, and we're going to continue to power through as best as we possibly can through these next two movies. And if this doesn't get better, I hope you get the T-Virus rub. Thank you. I agree. Off. Turn it off. Don't turn, turn it off. Don't tell me.